Yeah, yeah. Uh. Down from Baltimore, you say you was, I never see you. What part you want? I got some family on the Alameda. I love my city, that's about me, and I bet they know me. My name good in any hood, I hung around Savola. I got a bitch that live on Atwoods and she love them killers. When I read about him, I partner them a garden village. My uncle Jimmy round the corner on the avenue. You ball the black and that's the type of shit I never do. I'm from the east side, you know what kind of shit I'm on. But I be everywhere, I slow the wood along. I know some niggas down the hood that got it for the low. I live in Bird City, nigga, you already know. And I don't go nowhere unless a nigga strapped up. And if you fuckin' walkin', bitch, you better strap up. Talkin' shit that get you in your I got a that work of numbers in that with and every day she catch her has to get the Lafayette. Hello and welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is Bank Rolls Remix by Tate Cobang. And it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Rock Harrison. Rock is a wrestling analyst for ESPN and ACC Networks and is a rising star in the industry. He competed collegiately at the University of Virginia and is a former D1 official. He gives some great perspective on the sport and also touches on how he got to this point in his career. As fans, we're lucky to have people like Rock on television, broadcasting duels and promoting the sport of wrestling. I can't stress enough how important good broadcasting is if you want to grow the sport. So please sit back, relax and enjoy Rock Harrison. Yeah, were you covering three duels this weekend at like simultaneously kind of? <laughs> it was uh we had the main duel which was uh Duke at UVA mm-hmm. and then uh because of demand we had to um uh have a, a simulcast so we could cut in and then talk about that, go back to the main duel so we can try to figure it out and one of the things that we learned well the AC is learning is that hey, we need to be more flexible because uh the goal is to get conference representation with each team. But when you have situations like this, you know, you, you want to make sure that you accommodate what's important and the standards. Uh, so we, we learned and we adopted and adapted uh, something new. If you have a Big Ten Plus, if you have B- Big Ten Plus, you can watch every duel. But is it right. is it that way in the ACC? I feel like you can't yeah. watch it. Yeah, you can. Okay. No. So they have what's um, on television is called linear. So the linear broadcast is the Friday night duels, but they have ACC extra, which is similar to big 10 plus, which is online. And mm-hmm. so you can watch every match. It's just only one match is going to be on linear on television. Mm-hmm. How'd you get into that? What'd you major in at Virginia? <laughs> uh, English. And <laughs> so um, my, my, uh, my thought process was if I can write, and if I can uh, read and communicate relatively well, someone's going to hire me. So yeah. that was my, uh, and also we didn't have to do a thesis if you majored in English. So that's, that's why I kind of leaned that way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that is what I got into. But when it's interesting, people start to ask, well, how do you get in? You know, what is, is there a linear step? It's, it's not a check one, check two, mm-hmm. check three. And it, it's kind of right place at the right time. Uh, being kind to people and um, just knowing that you are able to do your job. So I'm not going to say that I planned this to happen. It happened. And when opportunity arises, you got to embrace the opportunity. I'm not ashamed to say that there's an opportunity. I was there and the match that really put me on the uh, map, so to speak, was the match with NC State Virginia Tech when Sam Latona and Jacob Camacho had that fantastic call (laughs) and 
you know, it was, it was, I'm not ashamed to say it. It was, it was the right time. And the one thing about it was COVID was very helpful to me because without COVID, they wouldn't have the at-home studio. They wouldn't have the camera to see what was going on because, you know, it would have been there. So COVID was very uh, helpful for me in um, expanding. So I'm very grateful that uh, they wrestled a very good match and things happened. Yeah, I, I had that written down here, that call, you know. What, so how do I put this? You know, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Stuart Scott, you know, like back in the day when Stuart Scott was kind of on Sports Center. He was the one that kind of went, you know, cool as the other side of the pillow. You know, he kind right. of was a little more. And and then all this, I feel like since Jim Gibbons and we've been so used to them, he's so kind of cool collected and then here comes rock harrison who's like <laughs> and that's like it's just funny because that's the way we all are as fans exactly and exactly. so it was just it was just kind of fun watching you oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well let's, like, i'm gonna ask you this question is that what you do when you watch nebraska <laughs> yeah Yep. Exactly. No. So, so, you know, people look at me and I'm like, hold on, uh, you all do the same thing. You're just not on camera, but you all do the same thing. You know, you get into it, you move when, you know, they're trying to cut the corner, you're cutting the corner with them. So <laughs> just like that, or when you're watching someone play golf, you know, they want the ball to break. So they lean with the break and, you know, kind of will it over bowling. Is, we all do the same thing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm trying to be authentic and get better, but my goal is to make the uh, viewer and listener feel like they are there, as mm-hmm. opposed to just watching it, feel like they are there. So they say, okay, I, I'm feeling what's going on. I'm, 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 I'm building this moment. And once again, you gotta be genuine. And everyone knows a fraud, you know? They know they love this guy, he's just putting on for this, but they know who is genuine and they can relate. And if people don't like the presentation of how I am, there's a mute button and that was just as well. And, you know, we get irritated. I get irritated when I watch the Ravens and I hear the commentators and I know what they're going through, but I'm like, shut up, please. You know, cause I'm a fan. So I'm going to be very jaded. So I get it. It's part of the, it's part of the game. Yeah. Did you, I'm curious, did you receive, because you, you know, you kind of brought this unique personality. Did you get kind of a little bit of pushback at first? before people started were like, wow, I really like this. Never. No one's ever told me that, hey, you need to be this way. The uh, best advice I received was by my play-by-play, Sean Kenny. And this Mm -hmm. was 10 years ago when we were doing the ACC tournament online and I was fresh. I I had no idea. They, you know, said, come on out and do this. And I'll tell you a story about that. But Sean, uh, what said, everybody wants to be a dick by towel. They want to be this. They want to be that. He said, just be yourself and let the moment arise. Best advice I could ever receive. Just be yourself and let the moment happen. Don't create something that's not there. When it's there, go with it. And so with that, I always take it to heart. This is why I am. You know, if you see me at any tournament or you see me around, you know, that's rocket. I can see him being the same way. It's not like I'm this way, but now no, it's not. No, this is this is who I am, and so I try to tell people I try to get better and remain authentic. And I believe people appreciate individuals who are just authentic. You know who they're going to be every time you meet them. You know they're not going to be this one way and then another way. I just want to be authentic, and I'm hopeful that people see that that's my goal to be who I am. Hmm. 
Wow, that hit me like, yeah, I I feel that because like I, I feel like well I've been on some calls on Big Ten Plus and like I I get I try to feel like I need to be somebody else or like you know like I'm trying to no no you be yourself man right everyone can see a fraud they know someone and on broadcast if I if I see something. And it's like, come on, fellas, we need some action here, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, That's the truth. I, I want some action too, you know. So, right. um, it's it's it becomes when the moment happens, and you try to make every moment you dilute the true moment. So, if you're trying to make this one scramble, like incredible scramble, eh, it's a good scramble, but come on, I mean, it, it's not that great. Or it was a fantastic shot that was defended, and he defended the shot. All right, let let it ride. But when the moment happens. You have to be ready. And one of the things that you, you know, I want to trade to the audience that we're having a wonderful conversation, but now that this has happened, let's bring this emotion and then come back. Because if I keep yelling at you the whole time, you get desensitized. Like, like a kid with their parent, their parents always yelling like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But if they're like, okay, but when something happens, like, hey, get yourself together. And okay, okay. So same thing with a broadcast. Let's talk, talk, talk. When the moment happens, I got to let them know that this is important as opposed to everything being important and being who I am. And this is who I am. How'd you, how'd you learn all this? So it's just fascinating that like you, you kind of learned all this um, and I'm doing broadcasting classes and whatever. And like almost kind of what you're saying is almost contradictory to what they kind of teach you. Mm-hmm. And so it, that's why I'm like listening to all this. I'm like, like, this is, you're so true. This is, you're so right. There is a difference between a play by play and an analyst. And the play-by-play's role is a little different than an analyst. Uh, Sean Kane is my play-by-play. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Unassuming. He uh, knows his role, and he enjoys his role. He doesn't want to be that guy. And not that I want to be that guy, but my personality is how it works. Um, never went to broadcasting school, uh, but I, I believe I, I can speak to people and can read people relatively well. Uh, one of the... Um, Quiet kept one of the best things that happened to me in this world that I'm in right now with broadcasting is really, um, it's in church. And you say, well, church, how does that do it? Because when a minister or pastor, whomever you might be, uh, when they speak to an audience, there's a vast array of people out there. There's people that have no idea what the world is going on, like how they can get to this place. And there's people that know everything about, say, the Bible. And you got to be able to present something that, you know, engaging for those people that have no idea what's going on, but also feed the people that are hungry. And so being in church environments and being something like that has helped me to navigate atmospheres mm-hmm. and present something that's very broad. Because when I speak, there's three people I'm trying to hit. The first person is the true fan, the hardcore, the Kelvins of the world. They yeah. know everything, you know. They know what a neutral danger is. They know what, you know, 45 degrees. They know it. I got to respect you and let you know that I, I got to talk to you as well. So you're like, okay, rock, uh, you know, because they're hard to really crack. Because you, you got to say something, they're like, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> he knows yeah. what he's talking about. So they're, they're, they're the tough ones to crack. And then the other person may be someone at the JV wrestling, a uh, little bit of high school. They understand first, second, third period. They understand the takedown. They don't know what riding time is. They didn't know it's three periods. They don't know that what is this dropping down. And so those are people I need to bring along as well. Like, I know you know something, but yeah, I got to teach a little nuances. 
But the ones that really move the needle, Calvi, are the ones that go into watching a basketball game, go to the restroom, and they come back and they're like, these guys are wearing leotards and hugging each other. What is this? I got to speak to them. So that they say, oh, oh okay, this is, okay, next time it's on, I'll, I'll leave it on next time, as opposed to someone that's talking so technical and this, like, man, I, I know what a cement mixer is. I know what a gator roll is. They don't. Oh, he rolled them through. Oh, I know what a roll is. I, I can I can relate to that. So the hardcore may give me grief, like, rock, it's this. I know. But the person that's going to move the needle and get us with ESPN does not know that. So let's make sure that they are brought along. I know he's running the quarter, but he's trying to get behind around the hips. He's chasing it. He's chasing it. I get it. But that's not how we're going to go to sport. Pleasing you who will watch the world at 3 a.m. is not going to go to sport. It's the person that, hey, I'm drinking a cup of coffee. Hey, that's kind of cool. Uh, maybe next time I'll watch it. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. How how do you you're do you think I guess let me ask you do you think being a, a division one official helped you with that? Um absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And that is my um I'm not gonna say my niche, but that's very helpful because um as we watch football, uh Gene's territory, they're like, Gene, what is Gene? You know, people <laughs> want to know that about it. And and wrestling fans as good of a wrestler you are and as strong as you may understand the sport, you don't understand the, the officiating side of it, what they're looking for, little things. When they're saying, um, actually, gentlemen, not somebody like to hit for stalling, you know, that little things like that. And then to explain it to them by explaining the rules, you get respect from the hardcores like you. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, what happens when it's the first injury timeout and the person already has choice at the match? Um, if I can tell it, say, oh, okay, Rock knows himself. So, it helps and it gives you a little more credibility, but just seeing it from a fan perspective, number one, I am a fan. Number two, I would say a former D1 wrestler. And number three, being an official. Uh, it, it's it's something that's unique that I present and hopefully people think that I can communicate relatively well. So um, it's just uh, um, interesting. And I got into it because I got fired from the ACC, which is <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, so uh, I was a D1 official. And I thought I had a fantastic tournament for the ACC championships. And back in that era, about 10 years ago, it was the coach's decision. So half the coaches thought I did really good. Half of it was like, ah, probably because I made a call they didn't like, but you know, it is what it is. And so the coordinator officials was like, look, Rock, we can bring you in, but half the coaches probably going to be coming after you. And I'm like, all right, no problem. Or we can sit you out for a year and, you know, let it settle down and you slide you back in, in the championships. And my ego was crushed at the time. So I was like, all right, we just, sit out, no big deal. And the, the court of official was a big, is, is a personal friend of mine. And so it just so happened. He was the one that said, Hey, look, the ACC network is changing um, talent and it's going to be on the ESPN platform. And they want people to come in. And I think you'd be good because of your ACC wrestler, you're an official. And I know that you speak, you know, well, and at that point, the guy that fired me was the guy that put me on to the <laughs> ACC. So I give him grief about that. But Jim Chung, he uh, he always asked for his agency to be my, uh, uh, putting me on. So, uh, you know, your worst situation is also one of the best situations. So if I hadn't got fired from the ACC, it would not have created this for me. So you got to take things in stride. You know, certainly it hurt. But, you know, a month later, here I am, you know, just going to Pittsburgh. I was like, you all going to pay me to talk about wrestling? 
online. <laughs> it was like, well, this is crazy. You were going to fly me in and feed me too? This is what? <laughs> and so one of the things I learned about it was I we did, it was me and Sean Kennedy, and we did everything from first round to the finals. And we were back to back to back to back to back. And so I'm, I'm starting to understand and trying to figure out, do I keep quiet? How do I do this? And it just started to come out. But what I learned was that I'm drinking water to, you know, keep my mouth, you know, from getting parched. And I couldn't get up to pee, man. I was like, what? It was seven hours. I was like, break. And so they break. They gave me uh, five and a half minutes. You got me back in five minutes. I was bullshit. I was like, okay, lesson learned. Keep my mouth wet. Just don't drink the water. And that was uh, an embarrassing <laughs> lesson, but it was tough. I was like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So you learn these things along huh. the way. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I wonder if like also you kind of had like a perfect storm. You're an official and then like an English major because you're very well spoken just because like uh, I feel like you can use a lot of different adjectives to describe what's going on mm-hmm. with the match. And so, like, yeah. I don't know if, like, you know, being a, an English major really helped with that, too. Like, sometimes I don't even know what to describe what's going on. And I feel like that's kind of tough. It is. Um, it, I, I read a, a decent amount. Just just uh, read. Just 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 to read. And it's always a challenge to say something different, but to appease someone. And the goal, my personal goal is to hopefully change the uh, the mantra of what a wrestler is, you know, uh, uh, you know, you just go hard, you know, that we can be articulate individuals. It's not like something we can't communicate very well. And in my, in my, my nine to five, so to speak, my real job, I'm a partner at our financial firm and we manage about $1.4 billion. And it's all about communication with clients, you know, communicating to them, you know, if you're in, China, you speak Chinese. If you're in uh, West Baltimore, you speak the dialect of West Baltimore. My responsibility is to be able to communicate with people on their communication level. So if I'm using words like, hey, the voracious guy, somebody from a place like, shut up, or voracious, I'm not going <laughs> to Google search that. But then, you know, you want to make sure that you are communicating to people. So it, it makes it painting the picture, painting the picture. So if a person closes their eyes and say, I can see it, I can feel what's going on. And that's the goal. However, I'm only as successful as my play-by-play. And I can't really emphasize the importance of Sean Kenny and working together as a team. He understands his role. I understand my role. I'm not going to know all the stories. I'm not going to know all of the pronunciations that he does. Conversely, he's like, Rock, when it gets to breaking stuff down, and I know when you're about to you know, go off and, and really get into it, and we're fine by that. So uh, I cannot overstate how important it is to have someone that understands that role and not try to suck the oxygen and being the analyst when you do play by play or being the play by play when you're, you're really an analyst. It's very helpful. And I think we understand each other. I, I, I feel for people that have a play by play on an analyst that's trying to do everything. Just stay in your lane, stay in your lane. And you should be able to, and Calvin, you should know, um, by turning on any broadcast, you should be able to hear who's the play-by-play, who's the analyst. You should just, okay, I can tell. And if you can't, there's a problem with the broadcast. Uh, we know Tony Romo is an analyst. You can just, you know, what, when does he speak with it? We can see it. But the problem is people want to be commentators as opposed to being a play-by-play or an analyst. I'm not a play-by-play. 
I'm not a commentator. I'm an analyst. And that's important to know your role. And I think that makes a good broadcast in any sport. Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, I'm also just like, man, you've learned all this just by doing the job. It's just, it's just crazy. It's, it's awesome, you know that, <laughs> you know that you were able to. School hard knocks, man. School hard knocks. <laughs> I mean, there's um, uh, education, and um, there is obviously education isn't limited to um, formal education. You know, you know, you you learn a lot just by being around people. Um, getting on the bus in the mornings. Going to school, public transportation, you learn to read people quickly, understand mm-hmm. situations, um, uh, dating, you know, how to, how to approach someone and get their attention quickly and, and you know, engage. These are all schools are not. Mm-hmm. And as, as we're learning, things are not linear. And I'm not knocking uh, formal education by any right. stretch of imagination, but it's not linear. It's not, I, if I do this and then I do this and I do this, this is going to happen. That's a lie. It's not going to happen that way. It's effort you know, being in the right place in the right time and kind of grinding. And like rest of the day, we're just going to work and work and work. And um, um, I'm a byproduct of being a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what you said was like being a commentator. Some people want to be a commentator, but no, you either need to be an analyst or the play-by-play. You know, like there's roles and commentating is like – the umbrella term, I guess you could right. say. Huh. Commentators, they, they, and I've heard broadcasts in different sports, especially online, where they're both talking at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that, that Now it gets kind of jumbled, you know? Mm-hmm. It's okay to let the moment breathe. Let let it breathe. You don't have to talk through it. When there's a big moment, yeah, shut up. Let, let the fans tell you what's going on. You let it breathe. And then you come in. As mm-hmm. opposed to, I'm going to talk with the loud crowd and everybody. <laughs> let it breathe. Yeah. Just let it breathe. And while you want to say something, don't let it, let it go. Let the fans tell you where to go. Now, it takes practice because we feel like we have to talk. But silence is very good television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. And I, I felt that. I feel that every time I, I do it, you know, because sometimes there's nothing going on. You know, in the match, obviously, like they're just hand fighting or whatever in the middle. And so you just like, don't say anything for like what feels like five minutes, but it's only like mm-hmm. three seconds. But then you feel like your anxiety kind of gets up like I got to say something, there, you know, right. and so it's hard. I, I found it hard to kind of balance like when to be quiet, when to say something when there's nothing happening right away, mm-hmm. because it's also really quiet. Obviously, you know, like. At the beginning of a match, sometimes it's just really quiet. Mm-hmm. It's almost dead silence. Correct. It's just- and that's where um, having a play-by-play and an analyst doing their roles. So when it's kind of silent, that's when the play-by-play talks about stories, where this person came from, this and that. Now it's storytelling. But when there's a moment, ah, go to your analyst. Let the analyst talk. But when it's those things like hand fighting and this and that, and that's also the opportunity to educate the viewing audience. They're just holding each other. Now what they're doing is trying to do is or they're doing data shots, you know. They're seeing if I do this, how do they respond? Data shots for something that's going to happen in an eight late second period. Oh, now it's not just as boring. They're just pushing. It's just little. Um, okay, that's how I responded. I'm gonna go back to that. So it's an opportunity to educate. But moreover, it's also the opportunity for the play-by-play to um, tell the stories. You know, talk about this guy, this this background, how he or she went through that. That's why it's important to have play-by-play and analyst as opposed to two commentators. Because when it's up to, mm-hmm. you know, talk about, 
then they feel like they got to say something. And then you start to sound really foolish. Mm. That's so simple. Like now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, ah, of course, because I have all this information. You know, I guess I just sometimes don't know when to fit it in. But now, obviously, like because, like you said, action can happen at any time. So, like, I'm sitting here going, yeah, this guy has four brothers and three sisters. No, an action's happening, and then you like you get cut off. And so cut off. And I want thing that that as a commentator, as an analyst or play by play, go back to it. You know. So people might be hanging like, yeah, four bars, sisters. Okay, over what, what about this? What about that story? So you have to go back to it and say, as I was saying before, you know, da, 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 da. okay, the story doesn't stop. It just paused, but it didn't stop. Hmm. Hmm. Um, another thing, <laughs> as you're, you know, gleaning, um, um, analysts and play by play. You learn to shut up, you know, and listen to other people, you know, just uh, it feels like people have to, you know, justify and tell you how much they know. But sometimes, you know, the smartest person in the room is one that's not saying much <laughs> and, and don't feel that like you have to um, always say something and show what you know. Well, I did this match, too. I don't have to say what I did or didn't do, but it, it'll happen in conversation. Um, I, I'm, you know, in, in many ways, again, I'm a, I'm a wrestler. You know, you kind of put your head down and let your 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 actions speak for themselves, as opposed to social media. You got to promote yourself, and there's a way to do it without bringing attention to yourself. And people want you to, you know, talk, but bring something to the table. But if you're the person that talks the most but says the least, nobody wants to hear. You know, be the person that speaks the less but says the most. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> I hear that. I feel that too. Like. Sometimes, yeah, I've listened to broadcasts now that I've been in school for a little bit, like people, they, they just kind of, and you're like, you're not really saying anything, you know, you're just talking <laughs> to talk kind of. So, yeah, I, I get that. Hmm. And did you just get hooked up with Sean Kenny? Like that, that was your first and that was. It's uh Sean Kenny. And then. Mm-hmm. Um, the next years, we were online for several years and, um, you know, Sean Kenny was the guy I started working with and our personalities just worked and yeah. it's kind of a, a, a relief. I, I don't know anybody. I mean, I've worked with other play by plays, but having my first experience with Sean has been fantastic because he's been doing it for a while to see what he does. Yeah. And I knew Sean understood and re- learned wrestling and gets it when, when number one, he does like this week, he's doing the Iowa state wrestling tournament on radio you be able to describe a match on radio you you know wrestling you you can paint pictures as well because it's all visual but then he likes greco and i was like if you like greco roman you're a fan because i'm not a fan of greco i don't even understand it but he, he understands it but more importantly sean understands his role understand your role and if you're if you're the heart surgeon don't tell me about rheumatoid arthritis just stay in your lane you know he knows his lane i know my lane and we work we work well together and our personalities are are different but we, we get along quite well with <laughs> outside but uh sean is sean is like six foot three and mm-hmm. i'm five for five you know he is he is meat and potatoes guy literally yeah. meat and potatoes that's what he eats you know and he's kind of you'll wear shorts when it's 30 degrees outside if I see my breath outside, I'm wearing a hat. I don't care where I am. If I see my breath, I'm putting a scully on. So it just works. Hmm. 
yeah, your personalities do just kind of mesh. I guess I was also thinking like, you know, the ACC, the Big Ten gets obviously all the the clout and glamour and all that. But, um, you know, like the ACC is a really tough conference. How do we like bring along these other conferences, do you think, to kind of get the notoriety that the Big Ten does? Yeah. Sure. Um, Big Ten is, is going to be uh, the juggernaut uh, because they have, you know, um, each school has um, a wrestling program. And that's just how it is. Also, with uh, what I've, it's my skewed view of reality, but Big Ten does very well because most of their schools are big state schools. And what I've noticed about big state schools, they really have passionate followers, you know, you know, state schools, state pride, and they really follow. Uh, in the ACC, they are state schools, but then you have the private schools, you know, the Syracuse of the world, mm-hmm. the uh, Dukes of the world, the Wake Forest of the world, where, yes, they have pride, but maybe not so much as, as wrestling per se. And that's fine. But I think the, the three ways to really address is one, you need to have administration. Administration has to be behind you and believe in the sport. Number two, you need to have, you know, coaches, coaches, not just the coach, but that are visionaries to cast. What, where are we going to go with this? What creative ideas can we bring in? And then obviously you need to have guys that wrestle, but then they want to perform. Difference in my view of wrestling and performing. I can wrestle and, and just wrestle. But if you want TV, we want a performance. You know, I would perform. Perform when you have the opportunity. And then that's what galvanizes people together. Like, hey, this is kind of cool. I mean, I understand it, but shocks. It was pretty exciting. Whatever happened, that's all we need. It's just that little window as opposed to that. So that's what I think you need to have um, that first. Once you have those three things, the fans are going to come. You have administration, you have coaches, and you have wrestlers that are working together and really want to put out a performance. The fans want something. Um, a good case study is uh, women's softball. It went from, eh, you know, what is this? To now, it behind, you know, basketball and behind football, it is the most popular sport, you know, on television. Now, female basketball is there too, but we went from the, the not really paying attention on softball to now they are on ESPN several times. Mm-hmm. And for that guy, it's a quick sport. Boom, 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 right in, right in. Okay, it's not as drawn out as baseball. It's a quick sport in and out. Volleyball, quick sport, easy to understand. Pop, pop, pop. Okay, I just I can watch this and say, mm-hmm. okay, if the ball hits the ground, someone scores, ah, got it, you know? Um, the challenge that we have with wrestling is that we try to make it complicated when it's really not. It's two wrestlers one referee in one circle. It's not that difficult because when you consider football, you have 11 people on one side, 11 on the other side, seven officials, he's out of bounds, he's goalposts, and people think it's so easy to understand. They've been brainwashed to think that it's easy to understand because that's what it is. And so I really do believe that wrestling is pretty simple. We don't need to make it more complicated. It's two people, one circle. The goal is to pin the person. Hmm. See, I feel like it's funny you say that it's simple because like at times it seems complicated or maybe like you said, we make it seem more complicated than it really is, you know, because some people are like, well, why wasn't that a takedown? And you're like, well, you know, that last one was, but this one isn't, you know, like the cradle position, you know, you got to break his hip or whatever, like 
let's think about how crazy baseball is. That's a complicated sport. I mean, if you really just like, I can't follow cricket. I've tried to pick up cricket. That's complicated to me. Baseball, there's this diamond shape. If a person hits the ball, bounces, I stop at this base and I go diagonally here. But if I tech, what's the strike zone? I, I don't know. It's kind of, it's sort of here. Well, that's like near fall. Near fall is 45 degrees. I can kind of see that. But a strike zone, what if a guy's crouched down? Where's the strike? Baseball is very complicated. But we are lying to ourselves to say wrestling is extremely complicated. We need to simplify. No, baseball is complicated. Football is complicated. Wrestling, if you ever try to read a rule book for baseball and football, it is like a freaking encyclopedia. <laughs> mm-hmm. I read the wrestling rule book for wrestling every week. It's not that hard. We just portray it because people don't understand it. Hmm. That's a good way to put it. Hmm. So then how do you think, you know, one of my last questions for you, just like, because you, I respect your opinion and your view of the sport and everything, like, how do we grow the sport or take it to the next level? You know, I, I don't know if you've seen like Jersey Jerry's been like kind of walking around trying to do stuff with Barstool or whatever. And some people want to go that route. Like, I, I just am wondering what, is, what to do to take the sport to the next level. Cause that's what I'm trying to basically, all I was trying to do here was like, started this podcast nebraska wrestling has been really good but nobody goes you know the meets are well attended i should say but they don't get the respect you know that's a tough question and uh i first of all i'll answer by saying i don't have the clear-cut way but what i do i have some ideas Mm -hmm. um when you want to grow something number one environment how to grow a plant in southern california is different than growing a plant in south carolina so you have to understand your environment to see what works for your environment. Just like styles of wrestling, you know, if a person wrestles a style of wrestling, a California wrestler in Pennsylvania, they're like, I mean, they just moved around a lot. It's not. Or if they bring someone from Pennsylvania to California, it's like, look, they're boring. They just kind of stay on the mat and roll around. So you need to understand your environment, your demographics, understanding what is it that moves them? What, what have we seen be successful? And that's how you start to grow something. How I grow certain flowers in our in our home is different because well, they, have, they need different things. If a person works from, from nine to five and they do a certain job, they kind of want to have something that's built like they like to, to live. So to answer that question, I think to go to sport, you have to understand your environment. What works at NC State is different than what works in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So understand your fan base. What works for them, you know? Is it a fan base that in NC State case, they really didn't know much about wrestling? So they had to bring them to ground level. But in Nebraska, they're people that you know grew up wrestling. So they kind of know. Understanding your demographics starts there. But uh, I put the onus on uh the wrestlers. You know, how do you go to sport? How about make exciting matches? How about, you know, you know, go out there, you know, win, yes. But a two-one win versus an eight, seven, you know, loss, you know, what am I want to watch? And I'm a fan. Yeah. If I'm very technical, that two one could be fantastic, but come on, man, that's not going to move the needle for ratings. So really if the wrestlers put out the exciting matches, I can talk about it. I don't have to make stuff up and make a, a Harrison hyperbole and just <laughs> let's, let's go with it. So um, how do we do it? They're saying, well, let's, let's, let's make exciting wrestling matches wrestlers. Let's go out there and put it all out the line, you know? 
let's not try to win a match, you know, three or two. And those matches will happen. But let's make it like, hey, we're, we're doing something. So uh, how you go to sport? You put out a great product. You can put all these, you know, fireworks and all that stuff. But they come and the wrestlers just are done. I'm not coming back. I don't care who you have. So the wrestlers are the ones that make moments. Mm-hmm. Once the moment has been created by the wrestlers, we can build off of that. Say, okay, wrestling, these guys, it's a clip. You go back to the old UFC when it was uh, the first uh, alternate fighter, you know, and it was Stephen Bonner, you know, mm-hmm. Mars Griffin. That, they did it. They said, geez, I don't know what's happening, but these guys, and they built from the mm-hmm. individuals. The NBA, they say, we're going to build it around individuals. It's always so-and-so and the uh, Lakers, you know, LeBron and the Lakers. It's always somebody and that because it's the personality, the individuals that go and they grow from there. So maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I do believe that if the wrestlers do their part and make exciting stuff, hey, we can easily put you on TV, but if it's kind of a snore fest and yeah, yeah. Again, my skewed view reality, but it's my reality. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. You know, like when, you know, college football, whatever, whatever sport, like you're talking about, when one superstar leaves, they kind of bring another one in and they make it about them and they promote them, whatever school you're at, you know, but it seems like sometimes when one superstar leaves in wrestling, it's hard to find an, an, another one. Sure. Like, and like Stevenson or like now Spencer Lee is going to leave. Now who's going to be the next, like must see wrestler. I, I don't, I don't know. Right. And let, let them decide. Unless right. I crown the person and let's say, right. Hey, this guy, Hey, this guy, let's say build around him. We didn't know much about Bryce and doing, I knew from, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from Ohio and I knew that, but, when I started watching, I was like, okay, okay, this guy right here, okay, it's easy to talk about. And so let let them decide. We're, we're trying to create something where it's there and let it germinate. Let it come to the top and we'll go from there. I, am I right or wrong? I don't know. But I do believe you can have all the marketing, all this and that, but the wrestlers don't perform. Yeah, whose fault is that? Oh, they should have done better marketing. Well, the product sucks. Hey, well, what do you want me to do? I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't make chicken salad out of everything. You know, you were kind of said that earlier where you can't make the moment happen. And so like, like you said, if the product doesn't make itself, doesn't sell itself, I can't sell it for you. Correct. Um, just like a restaurant. If the food is right. good, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what the food sucks. This is a terrible meal. I'm not coming back. Got it. You know? Yeah. And people have the ambiance. It's the ambiance. I don't get the ambiance. I'm hungry. <laughs> so feed me. And if it's good, I'm going to tell a lot of people. And we can create this. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. Okay, I'm here. Whoa, no, no, no. I'll watch paint drive. Nah, I'll pass. Mm-hmm. And Gosh. again, um, it's it's me trying to be authentic. And that's yeah. that's that's what I, I think is going to work. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I don't need to take up more of your time. I just appreciate you taking some time to sit down and chat with me about it and gave me a lot of good things to think about. You know, um, I think we're done here at Nebraska. They wrestled Arizona State on Monday but or Sunday, but it's on Big Ten. So, but a lot of good knowledge, you know, and it's amazing how all of it is just kind of um, experience, you know, and also obviously Sean Kenny played a big role too. And, but, sure. you know, you have a very one of the things that um, 
uh, one of the things that I, I think is helpful to individuals really be authentic, man. Be who Kelby is. It really, yes, you're getting knowledge by going to school. You think, yeah, but there, there is, there are many ways to get it done. And the people that like you like you because of you, not because of who you're trying to be or working towards. They like you because of you. People gravitate towards Sean and I because of who we are. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just, I just don't think that um, people believe that we are not authentic. And they just want to know who you are. So if I can encourage you by anyone, be yourself, man, you know, get better, but just be who you are. And if you're not this person, don't be that person. Cause then you'll irritate people like, yo, this, this guy, he's, that's how I just want to know when I talk to Kelby, I get the same person. If it's this Kelby or this Kelby, I don't care. As long as it's the same person, I'm not guessing. Is he going to be excited today? Is he going to be a drip? He's the same person every day. Be authentic and, um, you know, you learn through experience. Uh, certainly I made some, some moments where I need to be taught, like, Hey, do it this way. You need to bring up your pitch a little more. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer that if a person does not, um, offer, um, critique criticism, they don't care. You know, if, if you don't care about something, you, you want them to flop. So you, you won't say anything to them. You'll just say, mm, whatever, let them keep being bad. But if someone takes the time out to tell you, hey, you might want to consider it, that, that, that. They have taken a vested interest. They have nothing to gain by helping you. What, what is that going to do for them? So even if somebody says something to me and I disagree, I'll keep it to myself. But the fact that they offered it, yeah, yeah I appreciate it. And a lot of people get very defensive. Oh, what are you telling me? I, I, I do. Hey, look, it's all right. If someone offers to give you advice or critique, you quietly shake your head and understand it. And take the meat, spit out the bone. Some things they're going to say are good, but then other things they say like, "You're an idiot." I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to say that, but I'm thinking that. Like, okay, thank you. I'm not using that advice at all. So mm-hmm. um, just, just, just uh, do be who you are, man. Really, just, just be who you are, and um, and hopefully that's what I uh, portray on television. And mm-hmm. if you're in Baltimore to eat some crab, you'll see that. <laughs> My wife says to me, my wife literally says that, like, come on. Oh, really? Really, Gerard? Really? Are you serious? Yes. That's, that's it. Um, why are you practicing? You're not even on television. I'm watching the match right now. It's long, you know, endless there. Yeah, that's, mm. <laughs> that's, that's it. So it is what it is, man. Be yeah. yourself, man. And I, I appreciate you. Uh, of all the people you could invite onto your podcast, I don't take it for granted that you invited me to be on that. So thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Um, I appreciate the time. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you doing this. I know you're a busy guy and you know, you have a lot of good advice and good knowledge of the sport. And I think, like you said, people gravitate towards you and people respect your, you know, analysis and your opinion. And I think you're, you and Sean are kind of rising stars, if not already stars in, you know, in, in the sport, <laughs> you know, in my opinion, you know, like it's, it's fun watching you guys and your energy. And like you said, the, the uh, personalities you guys have are a little different, but you mesh so well together. So it's just kind of, I, I tell you what, uh, it's kind of funny too, is when, um, you know, on television, people put you on a pedestal a little bit and, and that's fine. But uh, I always crack up when people want to take selfies with me. I'm like, you, you realize that I have bills, right? I go home to bills. I, I go home and I have work to do. I still got to mow the lawn. But people are like, can I get a selfie with you? Or people that are nervous to speak to me. And, um, you know, get, get Mr. Rock, look at me. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's okay. Um, Jake Wenzel and it's fine. His mom, uh, she's, a, she's a fan. I had no idea. And so Jake Wenzel, uh, NCAA finalist at Pitt. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, after he won his third HCC title, he comes over to me like, Raka, he's kind of a cool dude, Raka. My mom wants to say hi to you. She's a fan. I'm like, why she want to come by? He's like, she's kind of scared to say hello to you. I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, I got to be like the most regular person in the world. I'm five foot five. I'm not intimidating at all. But people are really like nervous to meet you. So if anybody ever sees me in any element, if you see me at, at the NCAAs, please say hello. I'm going to speak, you know? Um, it, it gets kind of awkward when people want to hug you and you know and I'm like man I'm, I'm there you know so I'm just, yeah. you know you know I'm rock, I'm rock, I'm rock. <laughs> anyway, my wife my wife is going to kill me so you got to be careful when you hug them keep my hand off the side mm-hmm. so nobody sees and I'm you know grabbing you got to be careful but the, the, the fact that people are so nervous to talk to me is, is please speak to me anybody right. listen to talk, speak to me <laughs> I really appreciate people being kind I like nice people yeah <laughs> see so did it ever dawn on you like when did it kind of hit you that like that you're kind of now you have this kind of status a little bit like you know you rock Harrison oh hey that's cow. um I, I don't know if it's ever dawned on me because I have a great set of uh, uh people around me like yeah. that if I ever were to act like I had arrived they bring me right back to reality real yeah. quick you know my wife is great at that she's great like all right I right, take the trash out all right I said, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah okay we we, we yeah yeah <laughs> she she really mm-hmm. right there and, and my um, my son will bring back reality. He's he's six now. Like, All right, Dad, are you finished wrestling now? Okay, let's like, back to reality. But when did I notice it? I don't know. Um, social media or people from different states. Like, man, I'm a fan. I was like, you actually listen to the broadcast? I'm, I'm thinking that there's a family that watches the broadcast and be like, no, we listen to you. And then um, when I people waiting to to uh, speak to me afterwards, I was like, this is kind of weird. And at the NCAAs, I'm walking to like the set. They're like, Rock, what's going on? Rock, Rock, Rock. I was like, how do these people know me? <laughs> you know, I don't have a sign. I was like, what is that? Why do you want to speak to me? <laughs> and then when the, when the pictures came, I was like, I was like, rest is a niche sport. So it's not like, you know, I, I, I'm surprised if you ever watch the broadcast and really like know who I am. And it, it's funny to me, but I guess it was social media uh, was when I started to say, all right, people start to notice me. But I had to be told that, you know, people know who you are. Mm-hmm. But going out to NCAAs and people were like, give me a shout out. And I, I and I felt so bad because I was like, okay, I should know this person because I think if someone knows me, I probably met them before. Mm-hmm. And Sean was like, no, no, they just know of you. And I'm I'm so I'm so ashamed. I was like, I forgot this person's name. It's like, wow, you know this person. <laughs> they just want to say hi. I was like, oh well, okay, I got it. So, I'm a regular person, man. I'm I'm regular. <laughs> but I, it's uh, it, it's fun, and the I, I appreciate when people say hello to me, man. Yeah, I really do. I just just saying hello. I'm on the on. Like, thank you for saying hello. <laughs> or they say I watch your broadcast. I watch it live, but I come back to listen to you. I'm like, really? You really? Like, oh my goodness, yes. I oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> but it's it, it's it's awkward, man. It's awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I guess if anything, it should show that what you're doing, you know, you're doing it the right way, and that you know your people watch you and listen to you, and they like you. You know, at the end of the day, like you're you're doing something right. I mean, sheesh. Uh, the fact that you reached out to me on on podcast, I was like, in the brass, how does he know who I am? Why, why does he want me on his podcast? I mean, I haven't won a national title. I didn't win the ACC title. I mean, what is this? And so, when you're like, look, I kind of you know like how you do things, and I'm still amazed that people actually listen. I'm like, wow, okay, I guess so. So. I haven't told no to anyone that wants to do a broadcast. So I'm just honored, man. I really mean like 
there's a lot of really, really good wrestlers out here that know mm-hmm. a lot more and a lot of people you can talk to. But when you reached out to me, I was I was stunned. I was like, uh, wow, he wants to talk to me? Are you sure you want to talk to me? Okay, let's talk. <laughs> well, I uh, part of the reason I reached out to, you know, I think first off, you're being too modest with yourself. Okay. You know, you won a couple Maryland state titles, you wrestled division one. Like that's, that's obviously, you know what you're doing, you know? Um, But there are a lot of people out here who have a lot of knowledge for the sport and are involved in the sport and have been for a long time. And so like, you know, I think just getting them on and showing a little appreciation for the work that they put into the sport is important, you know? So very kind of, yeah, very kind of you, but yeah. uh, um, trying to get better and, and remain authentic, man. That's, that'll be my slogan for wrestling. Like, trying to get better and remain authentic. And uh, hopefully people that listen uh, notice the authenticity. And I, I try yeah. to, uh, the, um, I try to um, try to get the fans what they deserve. We, we deserve someone that works hard. Sean Penny works extremely hard for his stories. I, again, I read the rule book every week. I have a four phone call set up with UNC and NC State to make sure that we can do that. So, the wrestling fans, they deserve it. They don't need someone that's just, okay, I'll do a wrestling match and, you know, let me get on real quick. We deserve better. And I mm-hmm. I respect our wrestling community. And I want to make sure that when I'm on the broadcast with Sean Kenny or Mike Cousins, that they get the best me that I could possibly give them. And whatever that is, that is. But I respect the fans too much, man. I want to make sure that they enjoy what they're seeing to the best of, you know, my abilities. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll circle back real quick to what you said. Well, you know, we kind of said something about Stuart Scott earlier. And I think that's why people fell in love with him was because he was genuine. Like that's Stuart Scott all the time. You know? And he's, you know, and I feel like that's why people fall in love with you is like, that's you all the time. And Shane Sparks too, to an extent, like Shane Sparks yeah, yeah. came in and was like, whoa. And everyone was like, whoa. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Shane Sparks. I, um, we, we met each other through like online and phone calls. But when I actually sat down and met him, I respect the Shane Sparks so much because that is who this guy is. It's not like he turns on a switch. He is like that the entire time. He mm-hmm. talks at that pitch and that, you know, that that pace. That that's legitimately who he is. So if you think this guy's putting on, that's a lie. <laughs> that is who he is. Yeah. And so I think the same thing for you is like the way you are on TV is the way you are in life. You know, if you're watching wrestling or if you're eating some good crab, you're probably like, oh, man, this crab is so good. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I have good food, I just look at people and like, man, are you tasting this? It's like a solid communication where you look at somebody or we have a bite something and you just look at it like strange. Like, you see this? Yeah. This is you know, the solid communication. Everyone's done it. They, they look around like, is anybody else noticing how good this Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little animated. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. And I, I, like I said, I think people just, you know, you bring this freshness, a, a little bit of youth and freshness to the sport that I think people that we need a little bit, you know? So. And enthusiasm um, is great, but I, I try to make sure that I'm uh, um, prepared as well. Preparation uh, is so sure. important. Man. You know, you can, you can be excited, but excitement with knowledge is a flop. And so I want to make sure I have the, uh, the right amount of excitement when it's the moment is there but also the knowledge to explain things, you know, when people say, you know, when a person holds a hand for a stall and then they hold it, well, what the heck does that mean? Let's explain that, you know, but there, there's no blood time in college. It's, it's called blood time, but it, it goes on discretion of the official little things 
that even the hardcore fans like, oh, okay. And it's nothing better when the gruff hardcore fan gives you a shout out. They're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And they're not going to give you a shout out. They're kind of not like, oh, you, you all right. You, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, those, those are the toughest people to crack because they think they know everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I appreciate this. Um, this has been, this has been fun and very knowledgeable, especially for me as a broadcasting student, like, gosh, Good. okay. <laughs> Cause like, like I said, some of the things you said almost contradict what you're kind of taught, but they make sense when you're out there and actually doing the job, you know? So agreed. agreed. And look, and if you ever have any questions, uh, you know, feel free to uh, give me a call. I'll, I'll send you my number and, Okay. You know, if you want to say, let me watch this broadcast, uh, I don't I watch how we've been wrestling. <laughs> I'll watch it. So, yeah, man, anything I can do to help out, uh, the more uh, qualified uh, people that are on the mics, uh, the better product we have. But one bad experience with one broadcast can set the tone for somebody that might have been interested. So if I can help out in any way. Please uh, let me know. I mean, no, I, I, I appreciate great, man. But once again, thank you for the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, humble. <laughs> Asking to be on there, so uh, if you want to invite me again, I'll be ready. All right, I appreciate it very much, Rock Man. It, so, I guess it, is your first name Rock? Is that no, no? no. no. Okay. Here's the story about right it. My biological name is Gerard, Gerard Harrison. Okay. But in second grade, um, went to uh, a school where, and I appreciate it now because my son now goes there. A school called Gilman. It's a private school, and it's mandatory swimming. And lit swimming is a life skill that everyone needs to learn. It's a life skill. Uh, just like math, you know, you need to learn how to swim. And so um, the only time I've really been in water was in the bathtub. And I, you know, so I, I wasn't right. a good swimmer. And so when they put me in the pool, uh, because I was so lean, I was thinking about a pool like a rock. And so they started calling me rock since second grade. And that's how it is. So I'm a little more buoyant now, but I, I, it's been rock since then. And people think it's because they're rocking because of that. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> or in college, when uh, when it was like, oh, they call you Rock. I'm like, yeah, they call me Rock, but because <laughs> I couldn't swim. So, so no, my biological name is Gerard. But Rock came because of swimming. It wasn't because of wrestling. <laughs> can you swim now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can swim to save my life. I can, yeah, I can, I, can, I can swim. You know, but in elementary school, it was a struggle. But now mm-hmm. it's a, it's a life skill that I'm happy that I, that I was forced to learn. So Rock is is, is not my uh, biology in my office. You know, people call me. That's people that don't know my real name. Mm. And my clients that I have, they're like, who? Oh, it's Rock, you know? So yeah. it's depending on the environment I am, it's Rock. Even my son knows, you know, hey, are you Rock Reacts today? <laughs> yes, I'm Rock Reacts today. Yes, son. <laughs> I, I feel bad for the kid. He doesn't know what to call me. Dad, you know, Rock Reacts, yeah. you know, father. <laughs> but no, Rock is not my, my real name. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a funny story. <laughs> uh, true story. True story. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Again, thanks for everything. And yeah, for, you know, I'll reach out cool, to you anything in the future. But yeah, this is it's just been really insightful for me. So good, good man. Um, I didn't anticipate it being so insightful to you, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you my skewed view of reality, man. I'm glad I could be of a yeah. assistance. And take the meat, spit out the bones. So some things I say, right. if it doesn't apply to you, throw it away. It doesn't matter. But if you gleaned anything from it, hopefully it can, you know, germinate to something wonderful. Someone go and tell the DJ they should bring this back. Someone go and tell the DJ they should bring this back. I love my city, yes, around me, and I bet they know me. I love my city, yes, around me, and I bet they know me. I love my city, yes, around me, and I bet they know me. I love my city, yes, around me, and I bet they know me. My mama told me, boys, I 
Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Rock Harrison, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. I also have a new website you can visit at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. Just want to throw this out there. Do not put the www dot in front of that. It will not take you to the website. So stick to let's talk wrestling podcast.my.canva.site. You can also find the link in the show notes. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care and we will see you next time. Mama told me, boy, stop chasing that the stain. Cause all these bitches ever wanted was your bedroom.